What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. I am your host, 65 Lokes, and this is episode number 158 with my guest, Jesse Walker, also known on Instagram as J Walker Designs. He's a Texas native and part of Los Underground Kings Model Car Club. Let's go right ahead and get to know Jesse because there's just so many things that I see going on in Instagram page from model car build-offs to modifications, doing box art, so many various things, lowriders, imports, so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. You there? Hey, what's up, Jesse? How you doing? Oh, nothing much. Right on, man. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. It's it's a trip, man. This is the first time we're talking on the phone. I mean, I know we communicate right. through Instagram, through messages, but right. uh, it, it's a pleasure, man, to finally uh, be talking on the phone. And uh, why not? Doing a podcast. There's so many questions I want to ask you. Go ahead. Um, so you're part of LUGK out in Texas. And the one thing that trips me out, bro, every time I see your Instagram page is you're like super busy. So how do you do it? How do you maintain being in like two different build-offs and on top of that just doing other various projects tell us about that oh well i gotta keep my mind busy a lot uh if i slow down i just pretty much just crash and do nothing but but yeah it it gets tough doing these different build-offs and what's bad is like right now i'm in two of them and they're two totally different genres so, you know, I just, between work and family and building and stuff like that, I do a lot of my building on the weekends. So it's just, that's about the only time I get to build. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I know you got a job like during the week, like you're super busy with that. And then I always was wondering, like, I wonder if he's building at night or it's just, you know, the weekend thing, because it, it's hard to do every day, I bet. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, a mechanic during the day. So I'm around cars all day long and stuff like that. When I come home, I just want to crash and relax. But yeah, if I'm motivated enough, I'll build during the week, but, or like it's at the crunch time, right towards the end of the build off. I usually get a lot of my building done, man. But yeah, most of the time it's on the weekends. Man. And uh, tell us the details uh, regarding the 2022 tourney build off that is being hosted by Iceman. Uh, all different kinds of builders man you got armando's in there juan uh several other big builders in this build off and i'm just kind of i was hesitant about doing it and i was like might as well jump in and give it a shot because i need to get another build done for uh our show we got coming up in may man that's cool when is the uh like the proposed like like ending date when this is like supposed to be done by for all you guys that are in the build-off. Some time in May, I believe. Dang, so it's coming soon. So it's like oh. getting close to crunch time then. Because, I mean, we got April coming up, but that month's going to fly by quick, I bet. Right, yeah. We got, uh, I think we're two weeks in. So, yeah, we're, we're it's going to be cutting down to the wire. Dang, man. And, um... Uh, <laughs> Do, while you're working on that, do you do you ever get like stressed out, or or is everything kind of going with a consistent flow right now? Uh, organized chaos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably, that's probably the best pressure, right, to work under. 
Pretty much, yeah. For me, anyways, it's just I get a lot of my builds and a lot of my stuff done. I get real motivated whenever there's some pressure. Yeah, that's that's the thing that that I like about a lot of your builds and like just your workflow because you do get stuff done. Um, I have I have you know an issue probably like a lot of other modelers where we get started on a project and then you know we probably get like halfway or or three quarters into it. And then at some point, you know, we start working on another one and another one. And then we just have a whole bunch of stuff that never gets done. Oh, I got plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you how do you break that habit for the ones that you do end up uh, finishing? It's just that motivation. It's just the motivation. Yeah. I mean, I got to get I got to get the right mindset and be motivated to build a certain uh, a specific build. And like these these two different ones, it's kind of hard to stay motivated on each one and get them both going. So I just kind of got to juggle them back and forth. You know, I might work on one little bit to a certain point to where I can step back and another one I can pull over here. I mean, I got another table sitting next to my workbench. So they just kind of shuffle back and forth. Man. And I mean, I know you're into like various genres of builds, lowriders, imports. And w when it comes to, you know, you're completing your, your model cars, is it hard to decide as to like what's next or do you kind of have a list of what you want to knock out in a year? Uh, I don't really have a plan. I mean, whatever build off comes up, if it seems like a fun one to do, or I got, you know, idea, you know, before the build off kicks off, you know, I'll start hitting Google and whatever. And I'll start searching for just several different ideas to get, uh, figure out what I want to do. Or I'll start asking around and just kind of get ideas and figure everybody else's mind. It's, with so many ideas, man, it's hard just to keep up and just build an order. No, yeah. get I bet. And then I, I bet you on top of those ideas, now with the 3D printing, it's like a whole, it opens up a whole nother door right there. Oh, that, I was a kid basher. I still am, actually. So, yeah, I go online and you get all these 3D printer guys and stuff like that. And they offer all these extra parts. I'm like, well, crap. I mean... <laughs> I got all this stuff, but I want that stuff. I got a whole stack of 3D printed parts up here I haven't used yet. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. That um, I was going to ask you that that Fair Lady Z that you're doing for the model car build-off, mm -hmm. uh, which is another another build-off that you're part of. Um, the front end, I know you did a lot of modifications on that, but that front end, is that part of a, a GTR? That is the GTR front end. Oh, dude, it looks dope. I, I just love the way you molded, like, the styrene and everything. You just made everything flow on that? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that, was, that, that took some work and uh, some stress. <laughs> figuring out how I was going to get the rest of it filled in once I got the grill cell put in. Man, and how, how long have you been doing uh, building model car kits for now? Uh, my dad got me into it. Um, you'll hear dad. I got two, I got two dads. I got my stepdad who raised me and I got my birth father. Um, you'll hear about him later. He, I always, uh, talk about my stepdad as my dad. Um, he got me into building models five years old. He's always into the cars and stuff like that. And then over time, you know, we'd sit down the floor, build together a kitchen table or whatever. And I started going past what his abilities were. And it just kind of went from there. And I actually, I still remember my first model I built. Uh, it was a 
there's a monogram snap side of a 70s Corvette, the orange one. And my mom actually found that kit and she got it for me so I can build my daughter's first model with her. And we built the same exact kit at the at both cool. of our first school. Yeah, we've always just been into cars and stuff like that. We go to little car shows, you know. We're not a big town. We're kind of country town. And it just went on from there. Next thing I know, I got a big tubware full of model parts. Yeah, and and then you're growing up when you were building all these models. Um, were you uh, buying these at hobby stores, or was it more, um, you know, like a, like a Rite Aid or just uh, like a pharmacy type style store that was, was selling kits? It was Walmart when Walmart used mm. to have them. I mean, they had a whole row full of them where we go to Hobby Lobby and they had them. And they used to have a whole bunch of them, you know, every couple of weeks I would actually, my parents would buy me a model. I didn't really ask for a whole bunch of different toys. I just wanted to build a model. You know, they didn't stay together half the time because I always pulled them back apart and build something else with it. But <laughs> Do you think that was the, right there, like the, the creativity, like the birth of the kit bashing and those moments? Yeah, pretty much, because I was sitting there with a candle and a butter knife, and I would actually <laughs> eat a butter knife, and I'm cutting the plastic in half and trying to glue everything together. Then I got brave and stole my mom's Dremel. <laughs> Went from there. <laughs> That's cool. I, I know there's, uh, like, some model builders that kind of have, like, that fear, or even, like, builders that do even Hot Wheels, that fear of, like, kit bashing or even just cutting into it. Uh, what would you, like say or recommend to them to kind of get over that and because i know some of them want to get into customizing but they're a little afraid of taking that leap just jump in it i mean there's i'll sit there and find i'll i won't have to be looking for a specific model i'll just go through it and i'll like oh that's part of that one i can use for this build so i'll go ahead and just grab it you know i might use three four even five kits to build one model um but i use a lot of all the extra parts for various other builds too so most of it doesn't go to waste so like the those extra parts that are left behind um do you keep them in that in their those original boxes or do you just to save space maybe put them in a bag and just label them i put them all in back in the original box so i know what part i was looking for i just go back and it's easier to organize it that way and right now i got these big storage bins i'll just when I get done with it, I'll take those and I'll just put them, the whole box and everything into that storage bin. So they're out of the way. As far as, um, building, uh, you know, doing all the kit bashing and everything, what would you say are, are like your favorite tools to use? Like your, your main to go to's if you had to pick like three of them. Oh, my hands for one. Cause I mean, they'll do just about anything. <laughs> yeah. They also get stuck with the exacto knife, but you know, you know how that. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Uh, those scriber that scriber kit I got from you, I've really gotten to that. That's been a real good kit for me to uh, a real good tool to use, and so all the different various sizes and stuff like that, I use them just to scribe the doors, which made it a whole lot easier, or just anything. Same way with the exacto knife, and I guess. Uh, well, I, I still use a drill, various bits and stuff like that I use. So I can sit there and just shape all the fixed styrene 
and whatnot with the with the Dremel bit. And when it comes to paint, uh, what, what's like your favorite line of paint to use? I don't really have a specific line. Um, I've started, I've gotten into, I used to use rattle can a lot, but then I, here recently I started stepping up into more of the automotive type clears and whatnot. But I really, I got a pretty good stash of uh, scale finishes paint. And he's got a pretty good selection of paints. That's cool. You know, I haven't used the the scale finishes. Is, is that paint when you purchase it? Is it like ready to spray, or do you have to mix it? No, it's ready to spray. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've never uh, tried it before. I know a couple of my friends have, and I mean, they've gotten really great results uh, with their paint uh, using that. But I, I've never, I haven't tried it. Stepping into like airbrushing, did you find that a, a challenge in the beginning, or or was it just something that that was like a smooth transition. Well, before I got uh, back into build models, probably about three years ago, um, I used to paint RC car bodies. So I learned all the airbrushing and everything in reverse from what you would do with the normal car. Yeah, you know, I was just I was self taught. You know, I'd get on YouTube, I'd watch videos and stuff like that, and I basically just have to kind of before there was a whole bunch of different guys making videos of paint leg sand bodies. I just had to use automotive guys, and I just kind of flipped the uh, the patterns and stuff. And, so, and um, I have a question regarding that now. I I didn't know I didn't know you were doing that with the RC stuff. So the paint when you're painting this, how you just said about going reverse, um, you're uh, you're painting the the interior, right? Not the exterior. Right. Okay. Yeah. Everything and, on the inside. Man, I'm trying to wrap my my brain around that because I, I need to see like a, a video or something. Because let's just say that you want to add like a like a pattern or you know like some something different, like with three different colors. You have to do your patterns first. Okay. It starts with your patterns and work down to your base color, pretty much. And that, it, it can get confusing. I mean, I, actually, I learned how to do true flames uh, in reverse. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Ar I'm already, like, I'm already kind of in my mind, like, stressing out. Like, wait, how can I do that? Couldn't find a guy that would act <laughs> flames on an RC car body for me. So I said, no, I'm going to learn how to do it. And I got, went and got airbrush and compressor and started playing with it. Next thing I don't know, I'm painting bodies for everybody. Yeah, that's a trip. Because you know how, like, right now everyone, like, the... Uh, RC game for the 64s that's like super hot right now with the Red Cat with the Jeffries yeah. editions and um I remember seeing a video of someone showing their paint job and um I don't know if that was the original person that was posting this or somebody else was just posting it but it was like the car was painted but then you know all that paint came off and it looks like this dude painted it from the outside of the yeah, body a lot of these guys that are doing, they're getting these cars. They don't realize you can't just spray any paint on the leg sand. You have to have a polycarbonate type paint. You can get away with scuffing the body and using adhesion promoter. I've done that before. Uh, it works fine. I used to do a lot of rock crawlers, so those would always get beat up. But yeah, it, it, uh, I cringe just about every time I see one of these big guys paint. Like, as soon as you're going to take one good hop, all that paint's going to flake off. No, it'd be all right. Guess what? It hits, paint flakes off because the paint doesn't uh, adhere to the plastic, the Lexan, because you can't just get any paint to just stick to that. Not even plastic paint. Damn, that's interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it looks it look, like you said you cringe. When I saw that, it was pretty cringy, that video. Oh, it's heartbreaking when you see all your paintwork fall off. Damn. Yeah. The best thing to do is just put on shelf. Man, you're going to have to DM me some videos of just... I just want to see someone like spraying it, how you're saying like going in reverse. Um, I guess once I see it, I'll I'll be like, oh man, you know, like that's a different type of magic happening right before my eyes. Right. Man, that's a trip. And were you doing that, uh, the, like the RC stuff for, for a pretty good amount of time too? Uh, I think I picked it up in 2007. Man, I was probably doing it for about five, five, six years. Mm-hmm. Man, and then um, w- once you decided to kind of just take a break from it, you went back to the car modeling. Yeah, I slowly got back into it. Um, I quit doing it. Uh, I used to build when I went off to after I graduated from high school. I went to the army, and I uh, I didn't build for a while. And then probably about 2004, I started getting back into building, and I'd build model for my mom and my dad for like presents here and there but nowhere near the detail that i'm doing now i mean i didn't know about half the stuff that we had because i'm still coming up with model car magazines and whatnot and then social media hit and it just started going crazy and then after uh 2011 my dad died uh i quit building dang yeah it just it was no purpose for me to build and it just it because he's the one that got me into it so but I still collect the models because I like the lot of the kits and I'll just buy it and I'll hold off to it. And I'll someday I'll get back into it until about 2018. Uh, I ran into the model car build off on Instagram and it was late, late 2018. And I started getting back into it. And next thing I know, I'm trying all these new things, suicide, hinge doors, you know, stretching bodies, wet sand, polish, you know, whatever. And then it just went up from there. Uh, Chester, uh, he helped me along the way. We became friends. Uh, Juan, we became friends. And just, they kind of guided me a little bit, whether they know it or not. And I started finding, you know, feeling that it was actually helping me deal with uh, things in the past. Mm -hmm. And I know here, three years later, I'm, I've became, I've got a name for myself on building models. I never thought I'd have that. Yeah, dude. No, you, you definitely do, man. You have a style. You have like, uh, when I see your models, like they just pop, they stand out. And it's like, I remember having a conversation a while back with George Vision 124. And I remember telling him like, man, like, like now just from seeing your builds and getting to know you and everything, like, I just know like that style that you create. And then I start telling him about like Gavin that's out in Japan, you know, like he has a particular style and then you too, you know, you have a particular style that I go, man, it's, it's, it's very inspirational when we have guys like you guys that are building at that high level because you guys put in the work, put a lot of like uh, details into it. But then again, I mean, that presentation on those cars look really, really nice. And I mean, Back then, you know, I feel like um, everybody, you know, was like seeking for that inspiration to get. And now I feel like the community has reached that level where 
we have like not just one or two heroes, but we got many like model car heroes that we can look up to and ask questions. You know, I'm pretty sure you probably get hit up a lot with questions and how do you do this and that and comments, you know, and every post that you do, I'm sure that helps a lot of people, dude, to get over that wall and, and, you know, get their builds up. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, I've, I've been told I've inspired a lot of people and stuff like that. Actually, it hits real close to my heart because mm-hmm. growing up as a kid, looking at these, all these magazines and seeing all these builders in there, that's all we had to look at. I didn't, we didn't have the model car shows here. We'd have to go like several hours out of the way just to be able to get to one. So I never got to see them in person. And I always dreamed of just being, you know, at least get one of my builds in a model, uh, in a magazine. And, here I am now. Uh, I've been in Dedicated Magazine. Got probably the past three, four. How many volumes we got now? Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> Even a feature. Uh, my first build back into the hobby, it got featured in one of the Dedicated Magazines. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's dope. And when um when you were, you know, like starting to get back into it, not knowing like, you know, like where the community's at, did you find the community that you were connected to uh through was it through Instagram or were also you connected with people like on Facebook? It was kind of both. I found these little model groups on Facebook and stuff like that, but I mean the community it, those groups are okay. They're not as as open as I would like to be. Um, you ask questions and you hardly ever get no response or anything like that, or you know, you wouldn't get the reaction as much as you would think. But you also got to think they get lost in all the posts and comments and stuff like that. So not everything gets seen. Instagram is a little easier. You can just click on the person's name and there everything is. But yeah, I've I'm mostly sticking towards Instagram right now with all my bills and stuff like that, and it's been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put one post on there, and next thing I know, I wake up the next morning, I've got tons of likes, and <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> I'm not used to that. That's awesome. It, it's I bet you like now the way Instagram, um, you know, with everybody that's in it talking and showing their builds and everything. It's it's really hard to step away even for one day or two, like being off of it, because I feel like there's just so much stuff that gets posted in a day now. Constantly. There's always new stuff being posted up and you get new ideas from everybody, inspiration and whatnot. I mean, like you said, people, you know, they get inspired by me. Well, I'm actually getting inspired by all of them also. That's why I tell all these newer guys, you know, I'll you ask me a question, I'll give you answer and then you just kind of will build off each other Mm -hmm. so i've i don't like hiding secrets and stuff like that i'd rather share all my stuff i've learned and all that for everybody else to learn off of just like i did yeah yeah because i i feel like um like one of the best gifts you could get give anybody is like you know advice suggestions like help you know those those answers that they're seeking because They'll 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 pay it forward to somebody else, 
but then they'll mm-hmm. they'll always remember you and know like hey you know he's he's the one who put me on game right here you know so that's that's pretty dope that you do that and yeah, it's uh, it's been great yeah that's cool yeah cuz it's like even um you know like tomorrow let's say you, you know we wake up and we check our phone i already know for sure there's going to be something new i don't know what it is but someone's going to post something that's right. gonna, that's going to get me hyped it's like dang you know whether it's a new 3d part that you know someone's showing like check it out you know this is something i'm working on or just like an update on somebody's build that right. they got they got going on and you know you had mentioned earlier that you work on your builds like on the weekend when it's that weekend are you just working um, the Saturday or are you doing both days, like Saturday and a Sunday? I do pretty much Saturday and Sunday, unless I got, you know, something else I need to take care of. You know, I'll choose one of those days to work on. But yeah, I pretty much do all my builds on Saturday and Sunday. And and is it in the evening, like at night, or, or are you more like a m- morning person uh, taking care of that? I'm not a morning person. I will sleep in until noon if I, <laughs> I, I can't do it. Yeah. If all night. But I can't, I don't like getting up early in the mornings, even though my job requires that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it's, I'll get in here and stay in here all day as long as I can. That's cool. Like, nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of the same. Like, I'm more of a night person when I'm working on my stuff. But once in a while, like, you know, I mentioned it in other podcasts, like, it could be morning, but like already, you know, 10, 11, almost noontime. And right. I mean, I'm working from home. But once in a while, I'll get an itch to be like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, primer this or or maybe I left something overnight. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'll try to advance a little, you know, during the day when I'm not supposed to. But I just sometimes I'll do it, you know. And um, but, yeah, the, the weekends are are the best um, right. for sure, you know, because, especially when you don't have to work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's my time to wind down and let go of what happened during the week and all that stuff so this is my release yeah and so living in texas like are you far away from all the guys because i know you're you know i had mentioned in the intro you're part of part of lugk los underground kings and i mean a lot of a lot of the guys in the in the club are in texas but texas is huge but are you pretty close as far as distance or is it still pretty far from you to connect with everybody in person? Dig and uh, you got Detail Junkies and Skeleton. They're well, some of them. They're over in Dallas. That's about a two-hour drive plus. Chester's out in Houston. He's about four hours away. Um, Doug, he's all in Austin. So the closest person that we got that's in our club is about an hour away from me. Man. So I don't get until maybe we have like little meet over here in Tyler, which is about an hour away or a show, mm-hmm. but we stay in contact. We're in a chat group. So we just, we're constantly talking and, you know, picking on each other and helping out and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It's like a family. I mean, it's not a club. It's, it's yeah. a family. So, so the city of uh, Tyler in Texas, is that like the meeting ground you would say where it, it's kind of like close to everybody? Um, it's close enough for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not central. Uh, we don't really have that's we've only, I think I've only met up with them once 
uh, here this past year once everything started clearing up with all the COVID stuff and whatnot. So I think mostly everybody tries to meet up in Dallas. Yeah. I think it's pretty between both sides of Texas. Man, and have you decided like what builds you're going to be bringing to the show in May? <laughs> well, if I can get some of these done, I mean, I'm going to have this 59 Apollo I'm working on for uh, Iceman's build off. Of course, I'll have this uh, 240Z. It'll be there because it's actually partially sponsored by uh, Texas 3D Customs. He messaged me and wanted me to build with some of his parts on there. So I got his motor seats. Uh, he just sent me some wheels in. I just posted up today. Um, and they're going to be up there for display with him. I've got, when I go to these shows, I'll probably take, I'll enter, enter in almost just about every category. <laughs> That's dope, dude. Well, <laughs> I got the code. I put all in there and I'm just, I'm just about every single category. <laughs> it's not. How do you, uh, what's the best way for you to like transport all the cards? Do you put them all in like, like a, a big container, like, you know, like those plastic bins or are they separately in individual little like plastic container bins? No, it's all in one big bin. Uh, something I can just carry in there. Just stack two level. I'll just wrap them all up in one of these little uh, polishing terry cloths and just stack them in there uh, specific ways, make sure they don't get crushed and whatnot. And I don't toss them around. I don't, I'm not into tossing all my stuff around. Mm -hmm. I work into it. And and when and these models that are all done, um, do you display them uh, there in your in your workspace, or do you uh, just kind of put them away until the show comes up? No, I got a uh, I got a big display case. I got actually picked up here locally, pretty cheap. Uh, family was selling, so well, IKEA display case, and they stay behind the glass door, and sealed up, so. I get ready to pull them out, pull them out, do a little bit of dusting, which there's not much on there, and wrap them up and take them. Mm -hmm. They get put up in there. I don't touch them. I don't want to break them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's kind of, um, you know, like once parts start coming off or things, I mean, you can revisit it, but sometimes it's it's kind of tough to like revisit because you're, right. you're already like, you've already kind of moved on. You're on something else, you know, on another... Yeah another build and i mean you like the car and everything but still it's almost like oh man i gotta you know go back and fix that yeah it's usually the first few days before the show i'll get everything out and prepped and ready to go touch up whatever i can and glue parts back on because you know that's going to happen yeah definitely it is and um tell tell us about that um your experience with building that bmw you uh did for iceman because i know you did the uh, he had sent you one, so you, so it could be the the cover for the for the box art on that. Yeah, that was the second one he had me do. Um, I had to restrain myself on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do a wide body on this. It'd be awesome. No, you can't do that. Just do a stock looking paint job. So, well, I picked a, a German emerald green, which I actually worked pretty good, and just kind of. I've never messed with these 3D printed bodies before uh, Iceman's two that he sent me. So it was it was a challenge, but it's it's a good challenge. Yeah, because that's the second time you do box art for him, right? Yeah. Yeah, the first one was that S10 Blazer. That one got a little carried away. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, he was like, they look nice, both of them. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, actually, I need laser done so I can get it for the show. Yeah, are, are you gonna? Do you think you you'll be able to bring out that that BMW as well to the show? It's it's not as full detail. I mean, I didn't do all the detail inside. I just did a single color interior just mm -hmm. for this big. Um, yeah, it's not complete. Uh, not complete enough for a show, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But I may bring it out just to bring it out. Yeah, that that's one. Um kit 3d printed kit that he's doing that i'm like super hyped about that i want to get um i was telling him that i the, the first time i saw those models like the cars like out i wasn't really feeling feeling them too much like especially the the front grille but then over time it just it grew on me and then right. once i started seeing them more on the road i saw one on the freeway and i was just like yo that thing looks so hard it looks dope but i remember you had sent me um a photo um, of one of them wide body and yeah. i was like man that just changed it right there i was like dang dude like those cars look hard i still want to do do the wide body on there oh i'm you pretty sure you will dude once you get I your feel, hands on it i just gotta get the motivation back up to getting that uh that mindset to build it yeah man and um so like do you buy a lot of styrene to do all these modifications yeah uh into the, you know, back when I was doing RC cars, stuff like that, I had a lot of styrene. So I had a bunch left over and I still go to Hobby Lobby or the local hobby shop we got. It's a mom and pop shop. Um, I buy from him, you know, or bulk off of eBay or whatever. I've got stacks just about everywhere, different sizes and whatnot. Yeah. And um, do you have you worked with both? You know how there's the Plastruct and then there's the Evergreen? Um is is there is there a preference between them or do you just kind of stick to one? I really don't care. <laughs> if it works, it works. Yeah. I, mean, I just I we got a lot of plastic around here, so I'll probably use mostly plastic. That's cool. Yeah, because I I mean that's I do see that, but I, I you know I see evergreen being used a lot from people, but when I but then once in a while I do see a lot of uh, plastic as well but i mean they they both look like they're definitely dope brands you know yeah they they both real good uh I've, i think i used them both and doing the rc car interiors and stuff like that too so yeah they, i don't have a problem with either one of them nice and, and i also noticed a while back you had uh mentioned um on instagram about a gundam that you had that you were, do you also mess a lot around with, with the Gundams too, or, or once in a while? I've never, I've never messed with Gundam. Uh, that was the first one I ever bought and I'm still trying to figure out how to paint and assemble, you know, the right procedures for it. Cause it's a little bit different than model cars, mm -hmm. but it, it's nice to do something different every once in a while to try and break the, the habit that you've been stuck into all this time. And I don't know what I did with that. So I think I may have put it back in the box and put it up. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope that, you're, you know, you want to like do try something different right there. Right. If you don't get bored. Yeah. That's true. Do you ever, have you ever hit that point where you get bored? Like where you just, you're just sitting there and nothing's getting done. And you're like, man, it's the weekend. I'm here. 
You know, I could be working on something, but nothing, nothing. I just can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I'll get up, I'll come in here, and I'm like, I want to build something. You know, I'll watch my car shows, you know, Saturday and Sunday morning and whatnot, and try to get excited to build something. I come in here, and I'm like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> what do I want to build? I don't know what I want to build. I want to build this, but I got to paint it. But I got to do all this or this one. So I'll pull, I'll just be pulling several kits down, open it up, set it right in front of me, I'll stare at it. No, I don't want to build that, put it up, the next one. And it, it nothing ever gets accomplished that way. I just, when I, after a few kids, I just put it up and I'll go back and do my normal day stuff. You're not motivated. It's, it's not fun. It's yeah. just basically builder's block. Mm-hmm. Then you start like for, forcing stuff also. Then you start ruining everything. You're never happy with it. I mean, if you're not happy building or not, step back. Don't build. Just clear your mind. Then you get back on something later on, and then you can get a lot of work done. Yeah. Out of all the kits you've built, has there been one kit that kind of annoys you that you're like, I'm not, I'm not touching that no more. I, I actually got done with that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, my grandma's replica build of a '53 Bel Air. That went on for probably two years to build that in three kits. Dang. I, every time I opened, it was like one of those cursed kits that no matter what you do, something happens. I messed up paint or this didn't work and right. It just, and she's like, if it don't, if you don't feel like working on it, don't work on it. If you're upset, there's no sense in touching it. So I didn't touch it. And it may be months before I go back and open it up again. I finally got done with that one for her. Uh, she turned she was born in 1940, so she turned 81 last year. So I was actually glad to be able to get that kit uh, before she gets too old and sick and all that. So she used to race that car. when She bought that car in 1956 when she was 16 years old. And she took it straight to the drag strip. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Dang. You know, um, you had said uh, the cursed kits. That's like mm-hmm. the third time I heard someone say that. that They're like that. Dude, <laughs> it's crazy. I remember even Dennis uh, Matthews telling me about that last time I saw yeah. him. He was telling, I, got few- I was oh, tri- tripping out on that. He was telling me about he's working. Well, he, I don't think, even think he's even touching it anymore, but it was a 1960 Impala. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, this thing's cursed. He's like, nothing fits. It keeps, you know, things are falling apart. But it was mostly like nothing's fitting anymore. Like the the final, the he said he was already in the final stages. And it was just fighting him the whole time that he just had to like step away from that build. That's the scariest part is getting the final assembly on somebody's. And you like, you fit and fit and fit and everything works. And you get ready to do your final fitment. And then stuff doesn't work. It was like it fit 20 times ago. <laughs> Those get put up in a box in the back somewhere. Yeah. And then forget. You're like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see you. Yeah. Right. Dang. Or do you ever, do you ever think um, it'd probably be best to maybe pass those on to somebody else? Maybe somebody else can do like a fresh take on them and uh, re- revive them. I usually forget about it. <laughs> you're, you're done. I, I'm done with it. I don't even want to think about it. So yeah, I don't. I don't want to pass that curse to somebody else. 
Damn. They probably would. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy right there. The cursed kids. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's going to just, like, if they ever did write, if somebody ever created, like, the like a book, like, the vocabulary, you know, um, words in the in the scale model world. I wonder if mm-hmm. that if that word would be in there. We need. I think uh, dedicated needs to do something about that little order article. Right. I think that would be perfect because yeah. a lot of people. Don't yeah, there. like like the kind of like how there's like the urban dictionary and all these things, but have a section where it's all the terminology and everything just breaking right. breaking down when you hear these words. <laughs> And stuff. This is right. this is what it means. It's like, damn, I use that word all the time. I didn't know that was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah, because um, you know, after a while, I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be more and more words popping up too. Um oh. you know, all the time. And I think it'd be kind of cool if those if those definitions for these words were out there. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. And do you have any plans of getting into 3D printing yourself? I've thought about it, but I just, the way my, I build my garage. So my bikes in here, I've been working on, uh, of course it's used for storage and all the model stuff and everything like that. I'm just, I'm not set up to actually have a clean space quite yet. So in due time, I'll probably end up with one. Mm-hmm. It probably helped me out a whole lot. I'm just, I'm so used to being old school, you know, scratch build. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, having, having that, I want, I want to say like ability and power of like scratch building. Mm -hmm. And then once you start getting into like 3d printing, I feel like, you know, visually what, you know, you know, you'll, you'll add it to the, to the screen and the software and create something but then I feel like you'll you'll use both hand in hand that it's just gonna enhance the scratch building part and like it's almost gonna make you like Superman times ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean the way some of these guys are building with these uh 3D parts, man, it's unbelievable. It's hard to keep up with these just doing scratch builds, but each their own. I mean I I enjoy doing scratch building. So Yeah. And do you ever do you ever uh have any uh or like think about maybe in the future coming out to visit california for like a model car show i would like to that's actually where my mom and my uh my birth dad are from oh nice or not, my grandma mm-hmm. and my uh they're in long beach in huntington beach area i used to go out there every summer for about a few years when i was about 15 and just the car scene stuff out there was real cool and it, I always wanted to just find model cars around there, which I thought they'd be different. But yeah, I'd, I'd like to, if I can ever get a chance, I'd like to try to come to one of those shows out there. That'd be real cool to see where I stand up at against uh, people over there. That's that's where most of the builds I've seen come from. And that's a lot of the inspiration for my builds is a lot of these bigger builders over that way and these bigger shows. We don't have these big shows around here. Yeah, I feel like yeah, if you if you'd come out, that'd be awesome. You just have to, you know, kind of decide. Like, I know for sure, just from living out here, uh, the ones I would I would recommend that are like big shows, 
uh, would be like the NNL West. That's up north. That's closer to like San Francisco area. Maybe like about, it's probably about 45 minute drive from mm -hmm. uh, Santa Clara to San Francisco. That's one. And then also there's one that happens in May um, during the summer, uh, which is um, the uh, SoCal Open. And that's more like in the Valley area. So it's really close to LA area. Right. Um, those two there, I know, are are ones where they get good attendance. Um, and especially the, the one that, that's here in LA area, like closer to LA, you know, is where a lot of everybody kind of lives in that area or is close to driving to LA area to attend yeah. th uh, that show. And um, I know, you know, last year, uh, Dedicated Magazine had their show and that was like a big hit that mm -hmm. I know a lot of people want that show to come back and they wish for it to come back. Some people thought that, you know, it was going to happen this year. But I know that, you know, the the plan is is different. They're trying to do things differently uh, where, you know, they're going to go back to Texas and then in the future out to the East Coast to New Jersey, and which is super cool, you know. And um, I know that when the time comes and they ever they do another show in California, for sure it's going to be like a big show, for sure, you right. know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other various shows that go on through through the year out here but I, it's kind of hard to compare like the attendance compared to these those first two i mentioned right. um just because it's it's really hard to get everybody together all under one roof um just you know scheduling things happen you know with live family and everything that right. it's, it's, exactly. it's really hard to line it up but um i know like those first two shows they're kind of every year anchored around the same time it's one's, mm -hmm. one's either in January or the like the end of January and the other one's always in May. So uh, if they can't, people can't do the other shows, somehow these two, it fits the schedule for them to, to attend. And um, I don't know, those, those are my recommendations if, um, because I think you would, you would definitely get inspired, but then again, it's a great opportunity for you to finally meet a lot of the people uh, in the in Instagram, in the community, yeah. right? Yeah, there's there. a lot. Yeah, I've just this shows are actually still fairly new to me because uh, I went, I met Willie for the first time probably tw 2019. I think it was a Plastic Society show that he was there, and that's where I took my 51 Merc, or 49 Merc, and he loved it. And the next thing I know, he's over taking pictures of it in his little booth, which was pretty cool. So my first show, got to meet him, got a feature. I actually took home trophies for my first time. And that was uh, when my dad from California, he he came down and he was around that time. So we'll sort of the show together. It'd be our first, my first show, his first model show. And so he was there to see me win this stuff. So it was, it was a pretty good moment. And Ever since then, I just I, I love going to shows, but I just can't afford to go to all these big shows right now. Yeah, but in due time, I'll get there. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they're going to continue doing them for sure. Um, I, uh, I I remember a while back, you know, people would talk about out here saying like, you know, that the hobby's dying, that it's over, you know, not much is is going yeah. on, and 
Um, I don't. You don't hear that no more. Or at least I don't. I don't hear anybody talking about that. And yeah. it's just Figured. now. Yeah, and then now I just feel like you know, there's just so many people out there, and, and people getting back into it, and also new people getting into mm -hmm. it. And with all these new developments with the 3D printing, and just you know, people being super creative uh, of bringing. A more of a realistic look and detail into their builds and then they're telling you like oh this is what i use or you can use this um mm -hmm. it, it you start to think like this this ain't going nowhere it's just getting started you know oh well, <laughs> like, uh, like it's, it's crazy going, you know it's gonna be I'm that old guy in the back like <laughs> man i can't build like this anymore i can't keep up with all these young kids that can get this new stuff i mean i'm gonna be like my dad whenever he stepped back and watched me build you know, but it's it's cool watching all these younger kids and stuff like that get into this hobby, man. I just anytime I always I constantly get messages. How'd you do this on your model? How'd you do that? I was, I'm I'm real bad at explaining how to do it. I'll show them a picture and I'll do my best I can. And they say, I know they're doing the same thing. They're getting it built and whatnot. I mean, it's it's real cool to watch them. It's it's like watching a kid grow. And I was like, this was my. Uh, enjoyment this was my baby when i was doing you know building model cars and now i'm actually watching everyone else build it's, it's been great that's cool and from your experience from scratch building um on like as an example like your 59 impala you're creating the door jams on there mm -hmm. um when when you're cutting and layering the styrene pieces uh, what kind of glue are you using for that so this way you don't smudge too much glue and and to get like a really clean look on there i used to use a, a bonding agent from a plastruck but i ran out of it and i started using uh the mr hobby mr cements and it's basically the same type of stuff man you just put a little drop on there it runs through the seam between the two pieces of styrene and plastic and it just bonds it and once it secures on there if i need to put a little extra uh support on it i'll put some super glue and spray it and harden it and it works nice and and do, do you work with a lot of putty or, or or no no i really don't i've got putty i just it's messy i don't like sanding all that extra powder and stuff like that i'll uh if i can i'll just use a styrene i'll i'll use a thick enough styrene and i'll shape it like I'll get my Dremel with a bit, and I'll just start kind of shaping whatever I want, getting the curves and whatnot, and then use a super glue with the the accelerator and fill any gaps, and I'll just sand it down with a little pad and smooth out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same way with uh, when it comes to putty. Um, I mean, I something about like when I see model car builders on Instagram using putty. And I don't know if it's automotive grade or, or what grade they're using, but they smudge it on. And then later, I you know, they show it once it's already shaped and it looks super clean. And it's like mm -hmm. very, very satisfying to see that. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to try that, you know. And then next thing you know, once I'm doing it, I start realizing, man, this is this is messy. Or, you know, I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm probably not using the same product, but. I'm just like, nah, this ain't, this ain't for me. All body filler and putty, or they do all the same. I've done, I've gone used the 
the Bondo glaze putty that a lot of guys like to use, which I can't stand that stuff because that red just smudges all over everything. Uh, I used automotive putty that's like white or green, whatever, and the hobby grade putty. But yeah, it's, it's all messy. You have you're covered in dust. The plastic I can just kind of wipe off and to the trash can and be done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all dusty. <laughs> all- Dang. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> And then the smell too, after a while, <laughs> just every time yeah. I open it, I'm like, dang, do you remember, uh, back then testers that like light gray bottle of, uh, putty? Oh my God. That stuff sucks. <laughs> I could never get that to dry. <laughs> I, I had to dry, stand it. And next thing I know is rolling off with the sand. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There, there... <laughs> Yeah, it, it like it sucks so bad for sure. But even and like it's a trip. Even like the glue, there's something about that glue because back then, like you know that that's all that I knew about was just those two products. And um, but something about the smell of that glue, I I, I really liked or something. And when I got older, I remember I never bought the glue anymore. But then one time I, like somebody had one and I, and like they opened it, and I smelled it, and it took me back to that time. And I don't know if it had like this, like, like ring or, or like a smell of like lime or like honey or something that I was like, oh man, this takes me back. But then when I see the putty, I'm going like, I think I bought you just because it was another tester's product. But then yeah. once you use it, you go, oh, why did I even buy this? Right. <laughs> you squeeze the tube and you get like the liquid before you get the putty out. Yeah. Like, I got the stuff all over the model. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that stuff's junk. That's crazy. It would be interesting to do um, maybe a build-off in the future, and all you, you have to use are those two products. Oh, my God. Dan, that, that might be another curse kit. With oh, <laughs> Just hear, hearing your reaction is so funny. I'm oh. laughing. Well, I mean, you, you put the glue in the wrong spot. That red glue, it melts the plastic together. And it just, it makes a mess. I remember glue bombs back in the day. Now you got me nightmares in the old models I used to build. I actually still got some of them. There. I used to Dang. use uh, that glue too for like the, the windows back then. Oof. And it would just mess up the windows. It would fog up in different different places. Windows are, in, are they're an enemy for me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that always, would you say that's like the... Not because I I feel like everybody has like a section in the build where they go, oh, like I dread kind of you got to get it's almost like getting over that hump Mm -hmm. for you. Is it is it the windows? Yeah, because you can get this stuff on the windows. It'll mess up the whole build. But also with the body work, you know, saying all the styrene and whatnot, like when I do my fenders and whatever, it's just the monotonous, the continuous sanding over and over and over, then primer. Then sanding. Then I mean, it's just back and forth. And he's just like, I just want to be done with it. But yeah, the windows. After you get the paint on there, that's the worst part for me is getting the windows in. Yeah, I can't can't stand that part because I'm still trying to experiment with different glues and what whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did on the, the headlight lenses. Scale finishes makes a uh, a clear. What I do with it? If I think it's like 500 clear or something like that. I did this on uh, Joel's BMW for him. 
you put that you put the lens on there and you put that clear around the edge of it it, it works itself around the the seam of the lens then it's perfectly clear you don't see it oh man it doesn't matter if it gets on your original clear coat or on the lens i mean it's it holds it now whether or not it'll do that on the windows i i don't know i haven't tried that yet mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool that's interesting you gotta show me that product i've never used it i mean I don't, i'm not aware of it but that's it's, that's pretty awesome just get a toothpick dip in there and dab it and it'll just it'll help hold it in place it dries pretty quick yeah yeah and all, i was gonna um one thing that i noted down is um back in uh february the 12th you did a post on instagram and it was regarding that you were on the hunt for a bmw 320 uh o- otm revel germany mm-hmm. and then fast forward to march 13th um you posted that you have you got it you got it in hand and and you mentioned you had mentioned that this had came um, from uh, Ukrainian scale car production. Tell us about yeah. that. He, uh, I think he was also on uh, Facebook and I posted on there looking in the, the Tamiya group. And he goes, I got one of these kits. I said, if you want, I'll sell it. You, know, you, can, you can buy it. I said, well, I'll buy it. It cost me a pretty penny to get, but I mean, it's a hard kit to find. So he sent it to me shortly before all that mess went on down there. I mean, he told me, he said that that didn't bother the, uh, the shipping down there. Everything still got shipped out, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool to get that. And I got another guy from, uh, the UK somewhere. Matter of fact, I need to figure out where in the heck it's at because they didn't showed up yet. If I can remember who I bought it from. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. And, and that, that build now that you, I mean, that model, now that you have it, are you, because um, you had mentioned to me, um, are you trying to do like a replica for a friend on that? A friend, yeah, a friend of mine's got a uh, a race car. He's got a few different ones. So he's got a Honda S2000. That's actually the motor I got. And I posted pictures of the motor came out of it was a LS and he's put another LS in it. But he wanted me to do a replica of his uh, BMW. And he didn't realize how hard of a kit that was to find. I didn't realize how hard of a kid it was. All we can find was four doors. So yeah, once I get uh get to a certain point, I can start working on his replicas and get the paint working and stuff on it. It'd be a good build to kind of break away from the same custom full custom stuff. I mean, mostly it's just they already got the roll cage and everything in there already. So I just got to do the uh, the paintwork that's going to be custom. Nice, Dan. That's cool, man. And um, w- once you get done with these uh, with these build offs coming up, do you do you plan on jumping on another build off, or are you gonna maybe take a little break? Uh, I never know. I mean, helping you know, I, me and Chester, we run the uh, the model car build off page now since one step back uh, a couple years ago, and I say I'm gonna take a break, and I might you know. Another entry, you know, another style comes up. And I was like, I might go ahead and just jump on in. But, yeah, I really do need to kind of step back and take a break and just finish stuff I've got and already started because they're starting to stack up. Yeah. And um, t- tell us a little, you know, like tell us, uh, like for the listeners about model car build-off that you and Chester do. Like how can someone participate if someone wants to do this on Instagram for future? Uh, towards the end of the month, we'll uh, – 
it depends on if it's a one month build off or two months. Um, like this one's a one month, but we extended another two weeks because there's a lot of people having issues with getting parts and life getting away in spring break and everything like that. And when we got the show coming up in May, so I was like, well, we'll just use this opportunity to go ahead and extend them. And it gives us a little bit of a break for April to get caught up and ready to go for May. So yeah, the end of the month, normally we'll post up uh, the next thing. Uh, it, you don't know until like right before entry date. Um, then all I got to do is it's always a 124th, 125th plastic, new unstarted kit. Doesn't have to be sealed. Just can't be started or painted. And they send us a picture of it. We'll enter them, put them in chat group. And then once the first starts off and then everyone starts building and it's up to them to try to get these bills done in a month. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. You know, it's, I get most of my bills done in technically eight days. If you, if you think about it, if my bill only built on the weekends. Dang. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not hard for them to get in there. It's just trying to keep them motivated during these build offs. And we tell them post up, share your progress and whatnot. We'll mm-hmm. post up on the page and it's just, we try to make it fun. We keep it fun for everybody and try to keep all the drama out and everything. Yeah. It's pretty laid back in there. That's cool. So as long, as long as, you know, the motivation, that's kind of your guys' job. Like it's um, kind of like a coach, you know, motivating um, the team, yeah. you know, like just, yeah, we're, just checking on them. Yeah. We build, we build with them. Um, Cause we also, we try to get different vendors and stuff like that to donate parts and gift cards or whatever like that which have you know give them something you know the winners we have usually the people's choice or in the builder's choice but we it's hard for us to try to keep up with it with the voting because you'll get people that kind of come in and you know try to fish for more votes and stuff like that we, we're not about that we want everybody to be fair yeah uh, and like the like the voting process is the voting done by like just uh well um, is it more like the viewers um, that vote, or is it um, like who in the community can vote? Uh, the followers of the build off, mm. you know, the build off page, and everything like that. When we post up all the final entries, we'll tell everybody to start voting, and they just hit a like on there and which ones they like. And we just go by the number of likes. And we usually got to go back and double check and make sure no one's liking their own yeah. post or, you know, keep it fair. Um, you know, and the builder's choice, whoever who's all building, we ask them to message us which one is their choice. And they'll tell us which one and we'll have builder's choice. So you get picked. You can only win once. You can't win people's and builders. Oh, that way. Yeah, I was going to ask, has there been in, in history someone that won both? It's It's been, there's been a lot of ties or a lot of uh, where a, per, a person can actually get both. But we try to keep it separate from that. So if you win people's choice, you get people's choice. And if you get called for builder's choice, well, that doesn't quite work that way. Uh, I mean, just we try to at least have two people that win. But yeah, it's all it's real. It's it's pretty cool to actually be picked by your builders over being you know the people's choice because you're going against your competitors, people that you spent a month in this chat group with. Uh, sharing ideas and helping each other out, and it's just—it's—it's it's pretty cool to be uh, big for builder's choice. Yeah, 
Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense because, uh, you know, not long ago I had Art Lasky on the show and he had mentioned about his show where before, you know, it was like people's choice. But then, you know, giving out the little forms to people after a while, you don't know where they go. Right. You know, and he said that this year he was going to do it different where only uh, the people who were that entered the um the, the event we're gonna um have their their ticket to be able to uh to vote you know right and um which is cool it's it's, it's pretty cool you know I, I understood what he was trying to say with that and that's pretty dope you know even doing it like that like you said you know it's a, it's like a a good feeling it's almost like just telling someone like look you're in it you can't vote for yourself you know you gotta vote for somebody else and and then just see you know everyone has that all right and and everybody just throws in their vote, so yeah, um, that's pretty dope. I help with a couple car shows around here, judging like real cars, and yeah, you don't, you never know when those little slips you hand out to people for people's choice go. I mean, we've handed out several hundreds of them, and you may only get ten or fifteen, but the likes, you know, that just it it varies. I mean on on instagram we just keep it mainly on instagram that way it's just easier to keep up with nice. but yeah so so when is that one well this model car build-off that's currently going on right now when is this one supposed to end uh we extend to april 10th which is a sunday that way we'll have another you know couple weekends to work uh it'll be 10 o'clock 10 p.m. my time here in Central Time. Uh, that way, it, it's pretty much in the middle of everybody. Mm -hmm. So nice, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, keep us keep us posted. You know, for the when the new one comes up, so this way we can help you promote. Hopefully, like yeah. you know, motivate more people that haven't done it to jump in on it too. You know, yep. Yeah, we're always trying to get more people in there. We usually keep about 40 builders in there. And, but it's never, we, I don't think we've ever seen a hundred percent compete, uh, complete. There's like yeah. a lot of guys, life gets in the way. No, yeah. What, there's been several of them I never finished. Mm -hmm. I like myself out of, cause it was just going to be too late. I didn't want to rush the build. Yeah. So, I, it's a trick. Cause now, now that I have a daughter, I understand that, that whole concept of like just life and things going on because Back then, before she was born, before I was engaged and everything, I had all this crazy free time to exactly. myself. And I was just like, you know, whatever I wanted to do, where I wanted to go and, and everything. And I mean, now, it, not trying to say like right now I'm like, you know, tied to a ball and chain, anything like that. It's just, you know, there, there's just things you got to do, right? With the family Priority. and... The priorities take care of yeah. The models, they're going to be there. Yeah. I mean, when you get a chance to step away and build, well, that's what they're here for. I mean, they're, you can put a towel over top of it or put it up in a box or whatever. It's not going to leave anywhere. But your family, I mean, there's several times I've had, I'd rather spend more time with my family than build a model. You know, my daughter, she's seven years old, and we just went on a vacation for a week. And that was uh, a fun time. Mm. I mean, you don't get those moments back. Yeah, no, so, those are the memories right there that you build, that you create. Yeah, you can't put models uh, get in the way of all that either. You got you to gotta prioritize what, you know, what's more important, building models 
to make everybody happy or you happy or you don't spend time with your family so yeah i've there's been a lot of models that i've just put up and didn't finish because i'd rather spend time with my family yeah that's cool i understand that right there yeah and i'm sure a lot of listeners too you know they're they're on that because I've, I've seen, you know, we, we see model builders step away for a bit. They come back and it's always nice that, you know, even if you step away, it's like everyone's still there, you know, and, yeah. and you could jump back right in like, yo, what up? How you been? You know, and catch up and, and yeah. continue cool. on those builds where you left off, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. And um, before we wrap up this episode, Jesse, um, any... Um, Shout outs you want to give out or words of encouragement that you want to, uh, for the listeners. Man, uh, for you and shout out to you for having this, uh, podcast. This is my first podcast, which well, I was kind of nervous about at first, but I mean, it is pretty cool. Uh, what you do for the community, helping, you know, supply all these extra parts and whatnot. Joel at Iceman customs, uh, detail junkies, of course, when the LEGK club, uh, the new sponsor I just picked up for, uh, this 240Z, uh, Texas 3D Customs, uh, he's starting to make a big comeback with this stuff. And there's just several different uh, vendors out there. All the vendors, if they keep pushing these products like they do, it's this hobby's going to grow. And we're, uh, words of encouragement, man, I just keep it fun. Don't let it get in the way. Don't let it control your life. If you need to step away, step away. I mean, like I said, the dirt, these models are always going to be here, no matter what. Uh, just let your creative creativity grow. If you you know you get builders block, just step back and take a break from it, do something else, and come back to it. Uh, just help each other out. We're all here together, so. Yeah, I feel you there. Nah, thank you, thank yeah. you, Jesse. Well, it was a a pleasure talking to you. I hope in the future we get to see each other at a show. And uh, we'll have to do another podcast in the future as well. Oh, yeah. I'll get some more bills under my belt and we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, thank you for taking the time. And um, I hope you have a good night. And uh, we'll talk to each other soon on Instagram. Oh, definitely. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Peace out. Bye.